Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the BU Podcast and today I have my brother back here, Marquise Hill, back on the podcast. I am so excited that he's back on the podcast. But today, um, it's not really a fun topic, but I just wanted to talk about it and, you know, discuss it with another black brother. And so I invited my brother Marquise on the podcast again to share um, our views and concerns about what's going on. We're going to be talking about... um, we're going to be talking about and sharing our views on the passing of George Floyd. So let's welcome my brother Marquise back on the podcast. How you doing, Marquise? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Tariq. <clears throat> yeah, just on the podcast, I was asking um, Marquise how he was doing on day one million of quarantine. So tell the folks on here who didn't hear our conversation off the podcast, how are you doing on the one millionth day of quarantine? You know, I'm just taking this time to improve on all the things I need to improve on, you know, taking the time, you know, to, to learn new things mm-hmm. and to find ways to be a better speaker, to be better with my mm-hmm. health and to work out more, to read more, you know. Yeah. I'm just using this time to my advantage to overall better myself. Yeah. And like I was telling you, I, I was doing the same, you know, great minds think like great minds, you know, we do the same thing and we just want to put out the best content, be the best speak out there. And I respect your grind. Your videos has been so phenomenal, so phenomenal. And like I tell you on the last podcast, and like I even text you, you touched the soul. You said you touched the root of the problem. And that is so good. But let's get into, you know, what we're on the podcast for. But um, when I watched the video of George Floyd getting murdered on the streets, um, my emotions were everywhere. I just want to get that, you know, on the podcast. My emotions were everywhere. I didn't know. I did not know what to feel how to feel because every time I watched the video because I was trying to like phantom what I just saw when I watched the video I saw myself you know I saw you know um my dad I saw my other black brothers I saw you like every black person that I could think of I saw them and it was so hurtful and that video really penetrated my heart for the whole entire week until I even show my real emotion in one of my videos. Um, it just really wrecked me to see another black man on the ground um, in handcuffs um, with a white officer who's supposed to be protecting and serving America on his neck. Um, so how did you feel about it, Marquise, when you saw it? That, like, it, it was just... It was heartbreaking, and you know, like it really, it really hurt me because it was just like, it, it's, it's just like an ongoing thing. It's like incident after incident, another lost and no change is being made. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it really it hurts my soul to see Eric Garner die from being suffocated after telling him, telling the officers that he can't breathe, and yeah. he dies too. And then yeah. George Floyd, you got his, you got your nail and got your knee on his neck wow, and yeah, for yeah. Uh, three i think it was three other officers holding him down like yeah. it doesn't take crazy work to control the situation you know what i mean mm-hmm. if you got four officers and one person that one person can't do that much harm like that person can't do that much harm yeah and he died off of what was it a forgery of yeah. a 20 dollar bill yeah bro, like that, that that blew my that mind it, because he was not even resisting arrest he was exactly. not resisting arrest. 
And I, I heard people on Instagram saying, y'all are, stop making it a racial issue. But it is a racial issue. I mean, it's he's just... not resisting arrest. Um, the, another, you know, another white young man killed about 28 people and he got water. You know what I mean? Yeah. Another one got to go to McDonald's or Burger King, whatever it was. Really? But we are getting killed. You know what I mean? It's heartbreaking. And it's yeah. just, it's just like people, you know, you know, people just have to open their eyes and, you know, like we really yeah. have to come together, like, and make a change. Like we have to stand with each other and stand against racism and stand against discrimination. Mm-hmm. And we have to really make a change because too many lives are being lost for, for things that aren't even that big. Like yeah. you went, he went door. And even if it was a fake twenty dollar bill, that's nothing to lose your life over. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Like it's just heartbreaking, just like just to see that, and and then to see people trying to rationalize and justify the situation. Yes. Like that's there's so crazy. Yeah. Nothing, there's nothing you can say to make that any better. That that's just that's just not right. It's not right in any shape or form. Right. Like something needs to be done about that. In my opinion, it shouldn't have took that long for those officers to be arrested, honestly. Because, I mean, it's just, it's just like, what's wrong is wrong. Like, there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing you can say or, like, you can't justify that. Like, it needs to be made. Yeah. And even on your shirt, it says, I am, you know, human. It crosses out black, it crosses out white. And when I look at your shirt and even when I saw it on Instagram, I thought about, you know, even if it was a white person, my heart would still be broken because exactly. no human deserves to die for nothing that they do. Unless you have to um, defend yourself, which in this case he was not, then it's no reason. And, and I don't like how people are trying to justify that because he had um, a criminal past or criminal record or because of what he did, um, he deserved it. I know he didn't No, he did not. Um, other race, the other race, which is white, they did not have to suffer the death consequence for killing other people, killing yeah. other people in church, in food stores. So why are we being killed for no reason? Right. For a speeding ticket, for um, getting pulled over on the side. Um, and then all of these other videos I'm watching is coming up and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so out of a gun so out of control and even like i mentioned in my video that um we were in florida in fort lauderdale and we were driving to the airport and we got lost we missed the exit and so we got lost trying to you know find the exit back again um and uh a white cop pulled us over why did my heart have to race so fast as he was coming towards the car i don't know it's just, it's just like what's going on right now. I don't really know. It's like I, I could recall when I was about six or five years old when a white cop pulled um, my father over, and he was so nice. Why didn't my, why didn't my heart have to race as fast then? Because I didn't know what this was all about. But now that I'm educated on this, it's like every cop I have to, you know, be alert of. I have to make sure not talk back to them or even, you know, get upset or, and then, um, parents are having to teach their, um, black kids how to, you know, control themselves when they get pulled over. Right. That's really well, like, crazy. you know, 
what like what really what really hurts me is that there's a lot of good mm. cops out here that yeah. are facing consequences of bad cops actions you know what i mean like there's a lot of good yeah. cops out here that want right that want to mm. protect people and that want to handle situations the correct way yeah and in the corrupt minded mm. cops like there, there's a lot of corrupted cops that like that aren't following in their footsteps and that's really hurting their image like there's a lot of cops that's yeah. like that that are really through it because they're being judged due to the actions of these other bad cops that right, aren't right. following like that aren't following the ways that they're supposed to that like that just that really hurts my heart yeah. that really hurts me as well you know the innocent have to suffer for the guilty you know what i mean other cops have to you know brace themselves because another cop decided to you know do what's wrong instead of doing what's right um right. there are a lot of good cops out there a lot of good cops but as black young men it's whole it's so it's, it's so hard to um get out of our head um a preconceived image of a cop that we just met like when i was in tulsa i didn't even know the history of what went down in tulsa that you know black businesses were burnt down and i walked on that street and, and it was like I didn't even know the history of it. But when my mommy was, you know, in Burger King and, you know, it was this little, um, what is it, a bird scooter? But that's the brand, a bird, and then, yeah, it was a scooter. And I was just scooting all around, right? And I saw this cop car with this white cop in it. I tell you, I sped off so fast. I thought, what? I sped off so fast. I thought I left something behind. I mean, that scooter was going the fastest that it could go. I mean, I almost fell off the scooter. It's because when I saw the white cop, I didn't know what's going to happen because I was by myself. The street was cleared and it was only me and him. And he looked over his shoulder. He looked over the corner like, um, why are you speeding so fast on that, on that little scooter, young man? But I went straight to my mom and I was so scared and terrified. And it's because of, you know, the cops who are not doing what's right are causing us to have to look at every cop, like, you know, have our guards up towards every yeah. cop. And I want to let people know on this podcast, there are good cops. And um, this is why we are um, fighting and protesting for a change. But, you know, racism is something that has been happening for years. And the fact that it still exists blows my mind, right? Um, I believe when George Floyd died, we got so sick and tired of it and we said enough is enough. So we started to, you know, protest, which is being really effective right now because it's changing, you know, um, where this man goes, how much time he spends or, um, you know, with the Baileys and all of that. Um, uh, and it's also bringing unity alive and it's bringing us closer to justice. And this is what I love about the protest thing right now. Um, I'm not talking about the looting and, and all the other stuff. We're going to get into that soon. But um, <clears throat> I'm talking about how in America, all states are protesting right now. Whites and blacks are coming together. And, you know, we're putting our colors aside and, you know, saying that we are human and we must, you know, protect each other. You know, I, you know what I mean? For the human race, for the betterment of the human race. And uh, it's so good to right. see that unity is finally coming alive. And I tell I tell everybody this: uh, our black brother George Floyd is dead, but unity is coming alive in this. And this is what I love about it, um, 
you know, mostly. And, you know, like I said, it's bringing us closer um, to justice. And I'm so excited for that. Um, um, so have you been to any, you know, protests, gatherings that they had for you at? No, not yet. Yeah. I actually want to, like, me and, my, me and my dad and some of my cousins, we're planning mm-hmm. to go. We're planning to go soon, like, you know, like, to one early. Because, you know, yeah. we don't want to get caught up when people start to do all the extra stuff. Yeah. Like, we, we want to go there and, like, peacefully protest. We want to go there and really, you know, fight for justice. And, like, that's it. You know, yeah. we're not there for looting any of that break windows. Not, not none of that stuff. I'm, I really, I'm kind of, like, like that part, that part, you know, it, it kind of, it, it frustrates me because there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of people that are protesting to make a change. Yeah. But then there's some people that are taking advantage of the situation yeah. and looting doors and burning buildings and burning cars. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. some of that stuff isn't needed. No, now not. I'm all, but I'm for the protest. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. So I know you've seen some protests, all of the protests on um, Instagram or wherever you've seen, you've seen some protests, right? Yeah, so so I want to know what do you think about the protests? I love them. I remember, like, I saw the one in Atlanta, like, where like all of like it was like it was like it was a whole bunch of people. I, I don't know where they, I don't know where they were at, but like they were all like this one area. They was holding their fist up, like it was so powerful. Like a lot yeah. of these protests are so powerful, and like I'm, I'm really happy to see that we're coming together and you know like putting our differences aside and understanding yeah. that like. Like uh, an understanding that we can only make a change if we stand together on yeah. this. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, it the protests have been really powerful, and I'm really, I'm really proud to see them. Yeah, it, it has been really, really, extremely powerful because it is literally penetrating um the law that was created to leave us black people out, and you know we are making a change. Uh, you know, a racial change where I'm actually seeing that white people are using their privilege and protecting the black people. And a cop, a cop who, you know, stand down from, you know, going against the protesters. Um, when he stand down, he was protected by a group of black people. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's hand for hand. We are all in this together. And I love, love, love it. And so I wish I could go to a protest. You know, I can't right now because... You know, we're in the Bahamas, and I could fly over there, but our borders are closed. It's soon open, but I don't think it's going to, you know, open back up in time. But, um, you know what I mean? Record some footage if you go to protest. Um, protest for me and you. Yeah. <laughs> protest for me and you. And um, as a black young man, um, it scares me to know that you can't even, you know, go for a run. Um, you can't even relax in your own home. Um, and you can't even get pulled over by a cop peacefully um that scares me (sighs) even when i think about it it is like so nerve-wracking to me but it's important that we actually live a life without fear because fear is gonna stop us from conquering our dreams fear is gonna stop us from truly being who we are 
and you know fear can you know hinder and stop and get in the way of a lot of things and so i am what? moving all of that fear of you know running and relaxing in my own home and even being pulled over by a cop and you know just living a life of freedom of peace and just live which you know god has called us to do because he breathes breath in our body every single day for us to go live and you know go out there and grind and chase our dreams and you know whatever our purpose is um but how does it make you feel that um, all these people are getting killed and, you know, what is his name? Um, Muhammad or Ahmed? What is his name again? I think it was um, Ahmad Aubrey. Oh, yeah, Ahmad Aubrey. Yes, that's correct. Ahmad Aubrey um, was running and he got killed by two white people. Um, Brianna Taylor was who was, you know, in her own home. And it, it was another black young man who was eating a bowl of ice cream in his own home. And a police officer, you know, came into his house um, and shot him because she thought that that was her house. And, you know, it's a lot of mix up, um, which I don't actually believe that story. But, um, you know, and even being pulled over by a cop with George Floyd did. And, you know, all of them ended up dead. How does that make you feel? I mean, you know, it's really, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, you just, you can't stop. You just, you can't stop fighting for justice. Like, you know, it's one of those things that hurt So you just have to continue fighting and continue coming together to make a change because honestly, like growing, like growing up, like I personally haven't had to like go through any of those situations. Like I've never been, I've never been, you know, really racially profiled or I've never had to, like, I've never had to have a bad, bad encounter with a cop. Yeah. Like I've never had to go through. So, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying, you know, to use my voice as well, you know, just to, just to spread positivity, you know, to let people understand that we can only make a change if we come together. I'm just trying to, you know, use my voice to let people know that only love can conquer hate. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, it hurts my heart, but like, once we all come together and you know yeah. stop trying to justify all of the wrongdoings, yeah. I feel that we can. Yes, that is so true, bro. That is so true. And um, like I said in the beginning, this thing is really uniting us. And what I what I was telling all of my friends and you know everybody in social media that even though the situation looks like we can't get out of it because this is four hundred years plus deep, this racism thing, um, I believe that God could still use this um for his edification and his glory right how can he how can this be used for god's edification and glory and for us to say that god did this and god made this stop what he's doing right now allowing us to be unified day by day minute by minute hour by hour it might take a while for other racist people to come on board but that's okay because we are fighting and protesting and coming together and we have our white brothers and sisters going into their families and changing their family's perspective on who black people really are and you know erasing all of the preconceived notions about us oh my god you know, I'm so passionate about this. I'm so passionate about this because this has been happening for a long time. And even though I just had to um, recently educate myself on what's going on, because in the Bahamas, it's, it is a predominantly black country here in the Bahamas. And we do not um, experience any racial issues. Nobody in the Bahamas had to die from racism. Not once. Ne ne never. And so us in the Bahamas, we don't really understand what racism is right 
And so this right here is actually making us making it real for us. And a lot of us have not experienced racism. So I'm glad that I have somebody, you know, from the United States, um, Atlanta to, you know, talk with us. But, you know, um, I always knew that racism was a thing, but racism became a real thing for me when I experienced it. And I didn't experience it on the highest degree as, you know, um, George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or anyone else. But I experienced it on a low level. Um, <clears throat> a white lady in the airport was taking a video of um, my mom and I and also my grandmother as we were eating chicken. And, you know, the preconceived notions that they have about us black people eating chicken all the time. And she sent it out to her friends in the group chat. And, you know, they were con they were they were conversating about it, about, you know, us black people eating chicken. What got me really upset and not knowing what to do in this situation, because if you bring it to the police attention, will they even believe me or help me because of the color of my skin? That is when racism really became real for me. And that's, you know, I experienced it on a on a low level, but it still made me angry to know that this lady was recording us and conversating about it and she lied and said that she was not you know recording us but she had a flash on and she was recording us and we saw the videos being sent in the chat group and them laughing about it or whatever it, it's it's really crazy and when i experienced that that got me so angry and um the, the good thing about this is i am not a person who um take what you've done wrong because you're a certain race and um whatever your background is and throw it on someone who potentially looks like you i don't do that i have a lot of white friends oh my i i, I just i just um put a picture and, and i know people say it's not enough to just have a another friend of another color but watch this I, I put a picture and i put this word to the bottom of the picture that says one and i don't know if you saw the picture but it was me a few other black people and a few other white people and Hanging out with them was the best feeling ever. I could honestly tell you, I didn't see color. I, I didn't, it, nothing came in my mind. It's like, wait, this person is black. I gotta hang out with them. This person's white. Don't hang out with them. No, no. It was like we were brothers and sisters. We were going to each other's room, hanging out, going to the pool together. Um, you know, hanging out together in groups, going to in and out going to, you know, um, this ice cream place. And like, it was just all of us together you know, unified, and I believe that's the picture that God actually, you know, painted to happen here on earth. Um, right. And so, do you have any friends of a different race? Yeah, I, you know, I got a lot of friends of, of like, of different races, and you know, I don't judge, like, I'm, I'm not one to judge people off the color of their skin, that's just yeah. not me. You know, I judge people off, you know, the content of their character, like, the, um, like Martin Luther so King's quote. And like, and, and really, you know, you know, that's what I try to express to people. Like, like you can't, you, you, you can't judge somebody based off the color of their skin. Like, like, that's just like, that's just not right. Yeah. And it's, it's sad that that's been taught for so many years mm -hmm. to, you know, the, that, that one race is superior, that one race is inferior, you know, it's sad that that's been taught and that's just something we have to change. So, you know, what I try to preach is that, you know, I'm not going to fight hate with hate. I'm not going to. I'm not going to fight, you know, disrespect with disrespect. You know, I'm going to continue. 
I'm going to continue spreading a positive word. And I'm going to continue showing people that, I mean, we're all human. Right. Out of the color. We're all one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And later, t- I mean, um, I-, I believe it was last night. I don't know when it was. But my mom brought this up. She said, us black people, we don't want revenge. That's the good thing, thing about it. We don't want revenge. We just want justice. Right. And a lady on the video, uh, on another video, who was, you know, teaching us and giving us some history background, said the same thing. She was like, us black people, we don't want revenge. We want racial reconciliation. We want justice. We want peace. We want to be unified. And that is the good thing about it. And other white people as well want justice, um, racial reconciliation, um, unity. And that is the good thing about it. I believe that, like I said earlier, um different races you know both races said enough is enough enough of you know black people being hated on and killed you know what i mean that's what we said and the, and the white people will say enough of my brothers and sisters because that's what they consider us as enough is enough and so we came together and we you know collided and it's so powerful you know that we did that and so um like i said in my video i don't want <clears throat> any of my white friends or any other white person who, you know, isn't racist, who didn't do anything to apologize to me. No, you don't have to text me and feel sorry. You don't have to cry. You don't have to feel bad. You know what I mean? Because you didn't do it. Your ancestors did it. Okay. You don't have to feel bad. But what we do want you to do is not just be, you know, non-racist we want you to be anti-racist speak up against it if you see your friends um because i saw a few videos of it if you see your friends um reenacting the death of george floyd don't make fun of it don't laugh tell them hey stop it's not funny let's be against this let's be anti-racist and not just be non-racist and so, you know what I mean? Hold your friends accountable. Hold your family members accountable. Hold the people on social media who you know accountable for their actions of, you know, racism. Um, yeah, and that's a message I have to all of my white brothers and sisters. You know, hold people accountable who are the same color as you. Um, yeah, and what message do you have for those people as well? And what can they do to, what can they do to help us in this time? All, like, like my message to everybody is just to speak up on the situation and, you know, to, to ask for change, to ask for justice, to never give up on it because this this has been a reoccurring issue for years on top of years. So it's yeah. one of those things where it's, you just have to voice. Like, we all have a voice and our voice has power. Our voice holds value. So my advice to everybody is just to speak up on the situation and to break the silence. Yeah. Thank you so much, Marquise, for coming on the podcast, bro, again. This is his second episode. How does it feel to come back on the podcast for a second episode? Tell us. Amazing. Yeah. It feels amazing. And the experience was even amazing. And you dropped some bombs. And you you, you know know what I mean? We just, this podcast right here is going to be, like, your your podcast episode, what I did in an interview with you was one of my favorites. But this is another one. Of you know, I got to add this to the list of favorites because you know it talks about a lot of insightful stuff. And everyone on the podcast, I hope you enjoyed Marquise again coming back on the podcast and what we talked about. And I hope you learned something from this. And I hope this changed your perspective, your mindset, and even the people around you perspective and mindset. See you on another episode of the BU Podcast. It's been Marquise and Tariq.
Peace.